Welcome to the Children's Book Author Podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor Page. If you write for children, or it's always been your dream to, you're in the right place. As the children's book author, I'm on a quest to discover everything there is about writing, publishing, and marketing children's books, as well as how to supercharge my creativity, skyrocket my productivity, and absolutely everything else there is to know about how to be the best, so you can be too. Join me as I interview fabulous guests and become the children's book author. Welcome back to the Children's Book Author Podcast with me, your host, Eleanor Page. This is Episode 7 with Kirsten and Avon Bauer, and it's all about fearless writing. Why? Because Kirsten and Avon are 12 and 13, and they have each both written, apart from lots of short stories, their very own children's book novel. They are self-professed bookaholics and kidpreneurs, and they won't be kidpreneurs for long, I tell you, because when these two grow up, they're going to literally take over the world and they're going to be entrepreneurs. I mean, it's amazing. You're going to love being inspired by them. And apart from the fact that my brain kept thinking the entire time, come on, Eleanor, if they can do it, so can you, which is Terrible, but true. I just, I couldn't believe that the, just the love that these two have. And they just, their attitude to writing was like, you know, we just sit down and do it. And we can really learn from kids like that because I think as we grow older, we can really overcomplicate the creative process. Now, they have not just written their books, they have self-published their books. They are out in the world on Amazon, selling worldwide. You're going to be so inspired by these two fantastic young writers, publishers, and kidpreneurs. Dive into today's interview. You will not regret it. And if you've got children who want to publish their books as well, have them listen to this podcast. What an inspiration. You're never too young or old to write and publish a book for children or for anybody else for that matter. Enjoy today's show and remember the key to everything is to take action. So as you listen to these interviews, note down what you're going to do differently, how you're going to approach writing and publishing from all that you learn along the way. Enjoy the show. Hi Lena. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's an absolute pleasure Tell me and the audience a bit about yourselves and how you are all these things, how old you are. Now, normally, you're not allowed to ask guests how old they are because that's actually very rude. But in your instance, we are allowed to ask how old you are because it's part of your great amazingness. Tell us all about yourselves. I'm Carson. I'm 13 years, 13 years old, and I've written this book, Sagas of Anya, right here. And we also have a subscription box called Happier Every Chapter, which we do on the side of our books. And I'm Avon. I'm 11 years old, and I've written this book, Land of the Neurogons. And I am also a co-founder with Kirsten of our subscription box, Happier Every Chapter, which we actually have right here. Ooh, sneak peek. Oh, my goodness, that is amazing. 
tell tell me about that box and and how it works and how you do it and why, that's why you know you are entrepreneurs it's incredible tell me a bit about that so we started this box last year in 2020 September of 2020 and we have different themes each month so this year's theme is haunting historical this year's this month this theme. month's theme is haunting historicals and we're going to have lots of old fashioned things in this box and um, each subscription you get. So you'll get a box every month, depending on your subscription. You can get one box for one month, um, a three-month plan where you get a box every three months, a six-month plan where you get a box every six months. And Sorry, custom, not like when we say every six months and stuff, it doesn't, she doesn't mean that six months you get one box. Yeah, like six, six months. months in a row. So, yeah, one box every month for six months. Wow, how did you come up with this idea? How did you put this thing together? Well, we just published our books a couple months back and we were thinking we do love Bauer Books and our whole business that we've got going on here, but we'd like to create an, a community of more engaged readers and writers and writing a book isn't really a good way to do that. Like, sure, people can leave reviews, but Happy Every Chapter, it's just such a loving, welcoming community and it really does help us with, you know, engaging more people in what we're actually doing instead of them reading our books and putting it back down. So that was kind of the thought process behind starting our books. How do you know, what do you put in there every every month? Do you, like, look for, for things that appeal to you? So we usually look for, because the items in the box can't be that expensive. So normally we just want to go out and get loads of things and put them in the box for all our subscribers. But mum and dad always have to remind us that we have to stick to a budget. So inside the box, we have two books um, to we try and make the books diverse and they have to be according to the theme. Then we have two of our own short stories that we'll write for that month and two activity sheets that will go with those short stories. And we'll also have a few bookish treats. We've had book lights, we've had journals and we've had stuff like sweets and rubbers and stuff like that. I am blown away. I mean, my goodness. Like, I have a copy of each of your books, by the way. Aren't they beautiful? Amazing. And look, look how, look how thick they are. Jeez. Oh, goodness. I, what got you started? How did you, how, there's grown-ups that can't finish their books. And people, I just want to shout out that this, these books aren't like what you might think, oh, it's a kid wrote it. These are like professionally written, like you would not know if you read these books that they are written by anybody under 18, let alone under 15. So how did you do this? What happened? Did you wake up one day and you both said to your parents, I want to write a book? Tell me a bit about that. Well, this is how the story goes. So we, in 2019, we wanted to enter the BBC 500 Word competition and these were actually the entries. So only 500 words of these books are now tens of thousands of words we submitted. And unfortunately, we didn't win. So uh, instead of, you know, getting all sad about it and having a bad cry and stuff like that, we decided to extend our 500 words into many thousand words. And that is how we got our books. So it all started. And we say now to this day that we're pretty lucky, even though it seems an unlucky event. If we didn't win, if we won the BBC 500 World Competition, we wouldn't have our books here with us. Amazing. And also, you now write short stories, so you're you're prolific. Like, you continue to, to write and produce. And I'm assuming you also still go to school. Is this true? 
Yeah, so right currently we're doing online school because of lockdown, but we're still making sure to write our short stories. It's, we're in half term now, so we're just going to write a load of short stories now, and then we have the next few months off. So how do you how do you manage it all? Like how do you stay creative? Do you do you maybe not have I keep referring to the grown-ups, but, you know, it's really common for adults to be like, I can't do this or I'm not a good writer or I don't know what to write. Because you're younger, has that not kicked in yet? Are you just like, I can do this, I am great? Talk to me a bit about that. I think, yeah, we definitely just go for it, even though there are some times where we're not happy with what we've written. We just try to finish it and then there's always time to look back on it and sometimes even if you're like really unhappy with where you are in your writing process, that can just be because you're not really familiar with writing that scene or that paragraph or that chapter. So you just got to push through it and get that done. And it's pretty smooth going for the rest of the work. That's amazing. I wish everybody could say that. Even like that is so encouraging and really, really wonderful advice. I, I feel like if I could spend an afternoon sitting down next to the two of you with each of you writing on either side of me, you might sort of punch me every time I go, I can't do this. <laughs> it's really refreshing what you just said. Like you just do it and then you go back and you fix it later. Did that come from, from your parents? Were you always like that with that approach? Your teachers, where did that come from? Um, well, our grandpa used to love to write as well, and he always had that kind of approach with writing. And our, also, our great uncle also had his own newspaper, and he wrote in that quite a lot. So I think we inherited our love for writing just as they inherited theirs from people before them. And also, our mum really likes to write as well. She has her own blog, which she tries to write on as regularly as she can. Um, and yeah, I think we also inherited that from her. So it's kind of been passed down the line. Ah, so you're a family of writers and, and also that your sisters and you both write, is there any competition between you sometimes, or do you feel like, nah, you're both very different writers? Well, I think, well, yeah, we are very, very different. Carson likes historical fiction and I like fantasy and they're kind of two ends of a spectrum when it comes to writing. So we don't really have much competition as our writing is so different. But I guess we'll kind of joke about it sometimes. <laughs> but really, we're just easygoing. And yeah, we don't really, we'll compliment each other. but And we'll tell each other like what's gone wrong in that. But we won't really fight over it. So you read each other's stuff and give each other honest opinions? Yeah, so when we were writing our books, um, I read Avon's book and she read mine. And then we wrote down a list of notes as like a writer and a reader's perspective, just to kind of give a few notes for her book and mine. Yeah, how, how handy would it be to have, have each other? So is the plan, you know, like a big publishing empire as you, as you grow older? Is that the big vision? Well, yeah, we definitely do see ourselves in the future becoming, you know, more known about, I guess. And we're self-published now, so maybe it would even be nice to have a good publishing house to help us get our books because, admittedly, it was quite hard self-publishing. So we do want to become, you know, larger and more well-known because it does make life, you know, easier when it comes to stuff like publishing your own book. Yeah, absolutely. And do you also market? Is that part of everything that you do? Do you do marketing stuff? 
So we do help to market, but mum and dad definitely pitch in when it comes to that because we're only 13 and 11. We don't really know how to use money safely and properly. So we get mum and dad to help us with that, but we do try and help as much as we can. So I think it's a really good life skill to take into when you're older. And if you learn it now, then you'll be really good at it. Adding on to what Carlton said, it's something that they don't teach in schools, you know, financial, all of that stuff, marketing. And it's a really good skill to have, like Carson said. And it is quite nice to have that, like, that aspect of life at 11 and 13-year-old, like, that entrepreneurial thing. I definitely think that it would be really cool if schools had, like, a business day or something where you had to create and try to run your own business, even if it's just, like, a fake one. Because it is definitely a cool end of life to, you know, see. Well, you've certainly gotten a head start on all that. So as I said, I think you could probably teach a lot of adults you know, heaps and heaps of things, which is why I was so excited to have you on the show because it's just refreshing to see you go, I'm going to make that, and then you make it, which is kind of what we all should be doing. But as I said, all these things get in the way, and you guys are just like, nah. It does help that you're, you're younger everyone's like wowed by you. I really look forward to seeing how you move through those teenage years and just keep plowing forward, plowing forward, plowing forward, because I can only just imagine what else you're going to make. And it's fantastic that, as you said, you've got that writing in the family, so that mentoring really comes through and is is holding you steady. Would you say at school they teach you how to structure stories the way you wrote these stories or did you have to go out and really learn how to do that yourselves? I think for the most part we had to do it ourselves because in school they teach you a bit about how to structure a story but most of it is they don't really give you the key points. So we've done a lot of writing courses and we've gone to like a lot of business Zooms um, where you learn about how to do businesses and how you learn about how to write properly as a writer. Because at school they'll just tell you how to write like a story with three paragraphs and teach you about grammar which isn't really how you need to learn how to be a writer. You need to make your writing flow and like keep it interesting. So I think we definitely had to go out and find our own sources to help us with that. Yeah, really good advice, especially if other other kids are watching this and they they want to know how they can do it. What you're saying is go and do research, go and do other courses and find out how to actually write something that's more, say, commercial fiction rather than the more structured things they teach you at school. Do you want to be writers forever? Is that your full-time job or do you have another job? Because you obviously are good at balancing lots of things. Is writing something you see as like your side hustle while you grow up and become architects or something or is it writing all the way? So I think we both definitely want to keep writing a big priority in our lives as well as other things. Like I want to become a teacher because I think it'd be really cool to fill in that gap that there is in the world these days, things like marketing and how to structure a natural story, and definitely keep writing a main part of my life because it's just really refreshing to write, and it's something that, like, we've started now. I started writing my book at 10 years old, and it would just kind of be a silly idea to drop that. Even if I do, even if I didn't like it, it would still, you know, not be a very good idea to drop that and try something else because... I do love writing and I do want to keep that going on for me. And Kirsten? Well, for me, I actually want to be the Prime Minister of England when I'm older. Just Yay! <laughs> it just seems like a cool job to do, but I'm also going to keep 
um, on writing because as I even said writing is so refreshing if you have an idea just write it down like anything that's going on in your head just write it down and I think that's going to really help when I'm prime minister because I can't imagine how busy it gets especially with the pandemic going on and just people just constantly wanting things from you so I think writing will just help me get all those thoughts down from my head onto paper or a word doc and you know I also think um, when you said when you have an idea, you can just write it down. A lot of people think that it's hard to get into writing, but you really just have to have that starting idea and you can run with it from there. So you just got to get that written down and you don't have to go through a whole process and like training yourself into writing. You just got to start. And even if you're not going to publish that book, at least you would have gotten a little start on writing. Yeah, like that that imagination aspect and that coming up with ideas. How does that work for you? Do you spend a lot of time daydreaming, or does it just come to you when you're in the shower, or ha- what happens? Well, for me especially, ideas just come to me. Today in the car, I just had a short story idea for our Easter box, and it's going to be called my uh, my Easter Bunny from Hell, and it's going to be a horror because I'm really into horror. These I don't know what's going into her. I'm really into horror these days, just writing kind of gory fiction and just horror stories that make people squirm. I think ever since she read The Hunger Games, she's just been like into all of these gory. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> So yeah, it's like, it's just when I'm sitting down with doing anything really, I'm just thinking about life and then an idea just pops into my head. Or even if I'm going for a walk and I just look around, I see like a bird in the tree or something unusual on the road or on the pavement, then that just gives me an idea and I just start writing about it. Yeah, so it's just taking exactly what you, what you said, Kirsten, and then Avon, exactly what you said earlier, which is just let that first idea come and then explore it and see where it takes you. So are you more pantsers than plotters? Are you familiar with those terms? Yeah, so I think that admittedly I'm a bit more, I'm a bit, I was a bit more of a pantser, especially with Land of the Neurogons, because I just like to see where my writing is going to take me. And even if it's like not writing for like an hour or two and just, you know, you could just read through a paragraph and be like, oh, what if that happened? And then write that down. And as well as it is like a really good format to plot out your book and structure it properly. I mean, of course you need to do that with every book. Sometimes it can be a bit, your writing can be a bit stiff, I guess. So I think a mixture of both pantsing and plotting is a good idea. So your writing has, you know, a smooth flow with it. What about you, Kirsten? What do you do? Well, I definitely have that initial plot in my mind, but like Avon, I'm a bit of a pantser. And one of the tips for me, well, this really works for me, is write out your story before you put a title. Because if I put a title before my book, I was initially going to call it London. And that would just be about Anya going to London and, you know, just doing stuff there. But since I've called it Sagas of Anya, it's kind of about her saga, her story. So I had to change the title. Um, and then actually write before I change the title, just so I could let the writing lead me and then think of a title after that. So I'm not restricted. Yeah. Uh, would you write, write in other genres or like for adults as you get older? Do you think? Are you open for that? I definitely think so. And I would be into like maybe, especially when I get older, writing. I would still like to write children's books, but also writing a bit of like adult genres would be kind of cool because it is kind of an it's true that there's more free space and you can kind of there's more stuff that you can take your writing with and I think I would definitely like to do that and as for writing new genres 
I will try. I am definitely a. I'm, I love fantasy so much. It is hard for me to get out of it, but I'll try my best, and you know, I'll try to explore different genres as much as I can. Yeah, I'm a bit like that. I'm, I'm a fantasy writer, and and every time you know, I think I should write something real. I go, nah. <laughs> what's a book without magic that's uh it's sort of fantasy people we tend to be a little bit almost compulsive fantasy people even if we wrote real life there have to be even just a dash of some sort of magic somewhere (laughs) do you feel the same way yeah I definitely relate to that because in my opinion like in my brain I think that fantasy you can take it wherever you want to go there can be dragons there can be fairies and it, no one's really going to tell you off for it because it's your rules. You've written the book. It's your genre. You own it. So, but with stuff like historical fiction, Carson said there's been a, there, there was a lot of research gone into her book, and there's a very strict guideline. But with fantasies, with the fantasy genre, you can just take it wherever you want it to go. And I like that freedom. Yeah, it's the freedom. You're right. That's a great point. So you guys started off as book reviewers. Now, you're probably writing as well in the background, but tell us a little bit about that journey. So you read a lot? So we have our YouTube channel called Bauer Book Reviewers. And basically, we used to, we started off reviewing on that. And that's how we kind of got a little bit of, um, what do you call it, a little bit of popularity from that. And then we started going on to social media like Instagram and other things like that. But I think the reviewing part is still in us. We started off as book reviewers, and I think we'll always have that book reviewer aspect. And we just love to read so much. We thought, you know what, why not just review these books and help other people and promote other authors? And we've actually started to get a lot of um, requests for authors to review their books. And so that's what we've been kind of doing as lives instead of YouTube videos. But we're working towards starting to go back to our roots and start reviewing again. Yeah, so that's a really important part of keeping you in contact with reading and growing and I bet that makes you an even better storyteller because you read so much and do you take the approach where sort of everything is kind of good and you give it a good spin or do you do you genuinely read a lot of books and think ugh, I hate that how does it work to be a reviewer (laughs) so I definitely think that a lot of the books that we've reviewed we really enjoy because you know about reviewing a book unless it's personally requested you know we, we like to put out books that we think people will like we don't want to put out books that you know people might not want to read and stuff so a lot of the reviews we put out there are good but personally like just between our family and our home there are some books that we read and maybe we're thinking of reviewing but we're going mm, well people really like that unless you know we've had a specific request for it then sometimes we just, you know, leave that aside and just think of a different thing to review. So you're really thinking about your audience. You're, you're thinking about how they would react and what they would like, which is, which is terrific. It, do you, did you find that hard to build that up? Like was it hard sometimes when you started to think, mm, no one's watching our stuff, do we even bother doing it more? Does that happen to you sometimes? Well, when we started, since YouTube is a really hard community to get popular in, and not many people um, in this day and age like reading as much as they did before, 
it's kind of hard to get popularity as even on things like Instagram because people aren't really into it people would rather be on their phones or play games and not really read I mean it's all right to play games but also you should you know have your love for reading as well as that so it was quite hard getting popular but the more people we got and the more people shared about us and talked about us to their friends and family the more popularity we got so I think it was really hard initially but as we spread to Facebook Twitter and Instagram it got easier yeah, so you just you keep going, you keep persevering, even if you don't see that initially that thing is is working. Which reason I bring that up is that's a really important lesson for a lot of people because in this day and age, if you don't get the likes or the the views, and as you say, not as many people read, you think, oh, you know, what am I doing this for? Maybe I should, you know, go become a gardener or something. But because it's your passion and it matters to you, it sounds like you will keep doing it no matter what. Is that right? Yeah, and everyone's got to start somewhere. So even famous authors like, I don't know, Rick Riordan or like J.K. Rowling, then unless, you know, some miracle happened, they weren't going to get millions and millions of sales the second they publish their books. They had to work their way up somewhere. So I definitely think that, us, you know, not getting that much popularity at the start, it didn't really matter too much for us because, you know, we don't just do YouTube and our book reviews and our book box just because we want, you know, the money, just because we want people to follow us and stuff. We do it because we actually love to do it. And that is always a good starting point for things like that. That's a just fantastic attitude. Wow. So you also have an Etsy shop. I saw this on your Instagram. I was like, wow, you guys, you're going to take over the world. You have an Etsy shop as well. How's that going for you? It's kind of good. We're not too familiar with the um, Etsy community. So mom always helps us with that. But yeah, we have we have quite a few different shops. So it's kind of hard to manage it. But we're really trying with Etsy and we're trying to get more familiar with it as we go. And is the book uh, the book box actually doing well so far? Is it in is it growing a little bit every day? Yes. Yeah, so per month we get six to seven subscribers, which we think is really good. And although we've just started, we have already gained a nice, cool little community that we can interact with, and we have our Facebook group, which is amazing as well. So it is really, really nice having Happy Every Chapter because it's like, you know, a second home kind of, you know, we always look forward to seeing how we've done today, how people, if anyone's like subscribed today and seeing what we're going to put in the boxes. So it's really nice to have something to look forward to in that way. Oh, can I just say one thing? Your dog in the back is so cute. He's having He's a little so sleep. He's like the... um totem animal he has to be in the background of every podcast he's the not the logo what's the word there's a word for that isn't it the mascot he's the mascot he's the podcast mascot well girls it's been so fantastic to talk to you and the links in will be in the show notes for your books for the box for the reviews to all of your instagram facebook all your social media People get out there and support these two because, you know, this is just amazing. And every time I want to say to the audience that you think, oh, maybe I should quit or I'm not good enough at this, just remember, yeah, that's it, nod girls, Kirsten and Avon Bauer, who are starting young and doing it and showing us all what's possible. You guys are a massive, massive inspiration 
Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there some last bit of advice that you have each to give out to all the creatives who might be listening to you? My advice is just keep reading. If you stop reading, everything is going to go downhill. Reading is so good for your mind, so good for your writing. And it's just good for everything. It can even help with other subjects like maths because your way of reasoning and thinking is just so different and it sets you apart to anyone else. So just keep reading. And my bit of advice is just get started. And because a lot of things that hold people back from doing a business and running a business or even publishing a book is that they don't know how to get started or they're too scared to get started. If you just write down that first chapter, you're going to be on a roll. So just get that initial chapter down. It's going to be hard to, but just try to get started in your business as soon as possible. And it will only get easier from that. Really, really practical advice. Again, blown away that you guys are, you know, learning about business and learning about writing and expanding. Just remember, Kirsten, that I did know you when you become Prime Minister, okay? Stay in touch. You know, I know I'm from Australia and you're from the UK, but nonetheless, you know, our countries are friends. And uh, (laughs) so that's really important. And uh, even when you're teaching, you will just make a fantastic teacher. So, you know, keep keep your dreams alive. Thank you so much, so, so much for taking time. I know it's actually really late where you are and you've stayed up just for this podcast interview. I can't thank you enough for that. And stay in touch, keep writing, and we'll see you again hopefully on this podcast, maybe in a year or two when you're a little bit older. I'm sure you will have even more to teach us or when you bring out your next new product come back on when you do that because i'm sure you will (laughs) and uh, it's been an absolute joy thank you so much for having us elena it's been so nice thank you for inviting us did you find that interview valuable great now be an awesome human and go and leave a review because it helps the podcast out so much Want to read the show notes? Check out thechildrensbookauthorpodcast.com. Want to find out more about me, Eleanor Page? Find me at eleanorpage.com or come and say hello on social at Eleanor Page Books. Until next time, keep writing and keep learning.